This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. Don't you wish you knew when a member is about to pop down to Chase Credit Card to buy a pricey pair of Nikes? Especially when you are prepared to offer a $5 discount to that member just for using your institution's credit card. Exactly that is the thought that has powered the development of Mall IQ, a San Francisco and Istanbul-based company that has won backing from FIS. But Batu Shot, Mall IQ founder, acknowledged to us that the company's ambitions go way beyond malls. He wants to connect to financial institutions with customers and members wherever they are, high streets, car dealerships, furniture stores, and of course malls. Mall IQ has digitized and mapped many shopping environments so it can know your member is in a Nike store and not a Gap. Quote, we understand the floor plan, said Shot. How does a member enroll in the Mall IQ program? Simple, through the credit union's mobile banking app. That enables push notifications of deals, discounts, etc. when using the credit union's cards to make purchases exactly at the moment when the member is about to make that purchase. Quote, this is not spray and pray marketing, said Shot. Mall IQ offers a one-month trial of the product before a credit union signs a contract. At a time when every credit union is hunting for new revenue streams, Mall IQ is coming along at an opportune time. Don't you want to check it out? Of course you do. Listen to this podcast. And of course, this is your host, Robert McGarvey. You know today's guest, Batu Shot. So tell me, tell me what mall iq does and tell me and then tell me how you do it we are a location intelligence and ai platform but in our in the, like to unpack it what we're doing is we're uh, helping credit unions and fis in general to understand their own customers purchase intent in real time and be able to serve them better that requires digitizing the physical world so uh, when you're Digitizing the physical world, normally you would require something like a hardware, but that's a limiting factor. What we have done in our research is to be able to provide store-level accuracy without any hardware. So we are accurate enough to understand where your members from a credit union stand of, uh, point of view are shopping before they purchase. So you can understand what category of stores they're looking for, what brands, and what they're looking for. So you can serve them better. Whether it's something about credit or debit cards, it might be something about car loans, personal loans, or a mortgage. So how do you map the the shopping areas? You know, Google sent cars around with with cameras. And it was a really pretty old-fashioned way of mapping the world but that's what they did so how do you do it uh we are doing something a little bit more advanced but still it requires a step in the physical world so we have three steps the first one is deciding where to uh, enable based on the popularity of where people are visiting and then mapping that mapping meaning understanding the floor plan, this is the first floor, this is where Gap is, this is where Starbucks is, and so forth, throwing that out. The second one is collection of relevant signals. So that's any signal that can be observed by a smartphone. 
anything from Wi-Fi to beacon to magnetic field of the Earth, gyro pressure, any sense. And then uh, that's what it takes for our algorithm to churn and understand when somebody else is going there uh, with a, their mobile app to understand if they're in Nike, if they're in the corridor, they're hanging around Starbucks or what are they doing. So how do you know that this credit union member right now is in the Nike store? So it's an opt-in process through the mobile app. So through this COVID, uh, the mobile and digitization has been uh, growing strongly. And uh, there is need for personalization, for digitization, and real-time engagement. So we are technically an SDK that is integrated into the mobile app of the credit union. And for those members who opt in for location permission, we provide these services in terms of understanding what, what they care about so that the credit union can send them notifications, offers, discounts, or any financial products that might be useful for them at that instant through push notification, or it might be through email, SMS, or any other means. And can you integrate with the leading credit union mobile banking apps? Yes, that's uh, our, what our plan is. So FIS is uh, both an investor with MoleIQ as well as we are in the process of integrating with their portfolio, as well as other mobile app vendors that are serving credit unions. So it's a very simple integration if it's a standalone app. And once we are integrated with these big platforms, it might be uh, just a module to check advanced uh, geo-targeting or something of that sort. It would be that easy for credit unions to adopt this. Who else besides FIS as an investor that credit unions would recognize? FIS is, is certainly a very good name. Do you have anybody else like that? Uh, not at the moment that I can uh, disclose, but we, have, we are um, talking with several partners that uh, might... The ultimate goal is make it easy for credit unions to be able to deploy this without technical effort or without marketing effort. So right. that's what we're, we're working towards. So it, it, the, the product is, is cool in that it's solving a, a problem where the credit union wants me to use their credit card. And I have, I don't know, six credit cards in my wallet, 10, I'm not sure. And there I am standing in the Nike store and I'm about to buy that pair of shoes. And why am I going to use the credit card one? In fact, I'm reaching for my American Express card. <laughs> and at that moment, your technology pops up some sort of offer to, to get me to use the, the, the credit union credit card. So how does that work and what kind of offer is it? So actually, we're agnostic to uh, any kind of offer that the credit union might have negotiated themselves or they might be using through a merchant's fund and offer partner. As I mentioned, we are an efficient and effective way of delivering these at the right time and location. We are not uh, forcing to use this offers versus the other offers. So we can work with anything they have. As you pointed out perfectly, you have choices when you decide to buy something, what to use. And if, you, if you're top of the customer's, your member's mind, 
then you have a better chance of being good. Whether it's the points that you accumulated or you can redeem those points, or you have, uh, you're shopping local and you're, you wanna use the credit union card. So if you don't remind, then you have uh, just a probabilistic chance, but this improves your chances of engaging and delighting the customer. Now, how do you have insight into the customer's past behavior, past shopping behavior? So I, I saw in your demo, for instance, I can exclude making an offer to members who are about to buy something in Starbucks who have used my card in the recent past. I can say, okay, fine. I'm, they might use it again. Why should I give them an offer? Let's, let's try to get the person who's never used my card to, to use my card. So how do you have access to that data? How do you know that? So that's an optional piece that uh, can be used. But let me start with the basic. So without uh, sharing any information with MOLIQ, the credit union can learn new data, a first-party anonymous data about their own customers. It's, we don't get any personal identifiable information, just a tokenized ID that the credit union assigned to that person. So only credit union has the power to decipher, okay, this is uh, X and this is Y. Uh, in the second phase, this allows them to do a lot of campaigns, very clever campaigns that shows uh, high conversion and surprise and delight for their customers. If they, if they want to go one step further, we have APIs, again, anonymously to feed some previous purchase data that might be used to include or exclude based on their purchase behavior. But even without sharing any purchase data, they can get full value from what we are doing. Yeah, as I, as I say, it's, it's very cool since most credit unions now want to get more credit card usage to give them a revenue stream when interest income is so low right now. Now, what 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 are the barriers for credit union? How how difficult is it to set this up at their end? We're trying to make it as simple as possible because we work with the uh, largest financial institutions around the world in five countries, and we have we know what it requires, and we drill down and scope it down in a way that can be done very easily without a lot of technical resources. In fact, uh, when these integrations are uh, come to fruition, it will be almost no technical integration. All we have to do is integrate with the mobile app with a one line of code that doesn't take any personal identifiable information, just a tokenized ID. Then the rest they can do from our own dashboard to create campaigns, or they can integrate into their own dashboard if they have something that's more powerful or, or they are already orchestrating with something else. But the idea is to uh, have minimal effort and just reap the benefits of this new first-party data for credit unions to understand their own members' needs. And it doesn't have to be just credit cards. It might be loans and other products, uh, as I mentioned, from uh, furniture stores, electronic stores, automobiles to mortgage places, like places that might be a new development. And visiting there might be a good indication that you're needed of a mortgage. So you're already uh, a member of this credit union. So they can provide you with that service rather than you are shopping around for 
another mortgage provider. So you, you can do car dealerships too. Exactly. That's that's very cool because yeah, if you've been to an American car dealership, you 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 already come in with a credit offer in your pocket. And what they say, what they always say is, oh, we can beat that. And they can because they've seen the offer. <laughs> it's they you've given them the target and they can beat it most of the time. At which point you tear up that offer from your credit union and say, okay, fine, I'll be with BMW Finance. Sounds good to me. But here, here's the, the credit union can actually make a counter offer, if you will, or sweeten the deal. It's about understanding your customer rather than spray and pray. This allows the marketing department and the loan department to be more effective to understand who to focus on rather than lowering uh, their revenues and profits uh, or lowering their expectations for everybody. They can be more uh, targeted so they can provide better service to those who are in need of car loan today. Oh, no, I think it's very cool. I mean, you could send me a 50% off coupon for Nike shoes, and I promise you I will not use it. I just will not use it. I don't, I've never owned Nike shoes. I don't want to own Nike shoes. It's fine by me. Now, if you knew what kind of shoes I like to wear, if you sent me a 5% coupon, I'd be interested in it. Whereas yeah. you, you're trying to increase the intelligence level of what this consumer is actually interested in right now, which is good information to come by. And how many years have you been working on this? Uh, more than five years that we've been uh, working on Mole IQ. And we have evolved uh, throughout the, the years. We have served retailers, e-com, and loyalty platforms as well. But for the last two, three years, we are really focused on banks and credit unions because we provide something that they normally cannot get, which is they only get the transaction data after the fact and only if the member or the customer uses their own credit card. So other than that, they're completely blind. And with these new uh, B2C fintechs, there's even more competition, as you mentioned, six, seven, eight different ways to pay. So if you know your customer less and less, you can be less relevant to them. And then even though you spend money acquiring the customer, their lifetime value diminishes. So this allows them to be a better, a more integrated part of their members, understand them better, understanding which restaurants they're going, which retailers, which sports arenas, and so forth. Uh, so you can actually make data-driven partnership decisions with a lot of the local merchants that are looking for something like this in order to promote their product and they are willing to pay for it. It's not a, a cost for the uh, credit union. This allows the matching of the local merchants with the deserving members with that benefit uh, instead of spraying and annoying everybody with hundreds of push notifications you are very relevant. It's good for the member, it's good for the credit union, it's good for the merchant partner. So it's a ecosystem building uh, technology that reinforces itself as more users come in, as more merchants come in. Now your current customers, what can you tell me about them? Sure, we, we have customers in five countries uh, and we are launching in US in a big way with this FIS uh, integration and the partnership and investment. 
so I cannot name names in the US market right now because we have a few uh, pilots going on. But from a global perspective, we have large financial institutions like BMP Paribas, like Samsung, like ST Lauder. So we understand the banking side, technology side, and the retail merchant side. So how, tell me, how does SD Louder use, use this tool? So this is a retail analytics as well. So they would like to understand where their customers are going outside of their stores. It's the same uh, theme. The bank doesn't know if you use Bank B's credit card. They're blind to that. Similarly, SD Louder might be blind to their customers that are visiting other competitor stores or other complementary store they might partner with. So we extend their vision into the 360 of their own customers. So they use it where to open new stores, close some stores, do optimization, product optimization, uh, see the results of their campaigns, whether new customers came or it's the same customers repeated. It provides an unbiased, repeatable survey of sorts at a very large scale. And that's the kind of data that's been available at a cost in, in online purchasing. So if I'm looking for at shoes at LL Bean and I don't buy anything and I check out and then I go immediately to Eddie Bauer and buy a pair of shoes, LL Bean wants to know that. And Eddie Bauer wants to know where I came from. So, oh, wow, we beat them. Cool. <laughs> we beat LL Bean. And so that, that information has been available at a cost. So you're providing that in the physical real world now, which is, which is cool. Exactly. A very similar example might be acquisition of Honey uh, by PayPal. Honey uh, has been a plugin for browsers. So if you go to LL, uh, one, one e-com versus another one, they can track across diff different websites to understand your purchase intent across different brands. We right. sort of provide that uh, in the physical world, which is as valuable as the digital world. Oh, I, I think still the pre-COVID, the majority of shopping occurred in the physical world. COVID's changing that. Yeah, yeah we have uh, partnerships with the e-com side and so forth where somebody might be placing an item in their basket and don't buy it. And then when they're going into the physical world to the same uh, brand or a competing brand, that's the perfect time to remind them about that. Or if you're going to baby stores or electronic stores in the physical world, when you go to the online world, you can have a more personalized experience where those categories and products are presented at the top if it's a multi-category uh, brand. Or similarly with credit unions, the offers are not just presented at random, the ones that are relevant for you is shown at the top or they're being pushed in real time or uh, at relevant times rather than uh, random ones. So how is this priced for, for credit units? So uh, we are priced based on the active mobile users that have given location permission. So we only uh, charge for the members who we can provide service for. And it's, it's going by, there's no CapEx. So it's like a, a software as a service uh, based on the active users every month. 
there will be uh, there will be a cost structure. Approximately, what? How much? What do you see the range being? So it depends on the size of the credit union. It can range anything from. Um, actually, let me start with the the pilots. We provide a one month pilot where they can see the results before they have a long term agreement. So we have experience in the long run uh, with large financial institutions. So they might not not have a dedicated marketing team that can ben- make the most out of our technology, but it almost comes with this technology that we make sure that uh, it's integrated well, it's being used well, and can get the results. So that first month is almost like a trial. After that, uh, anything can range from uh, 5K a month to different size, uh, might go a little bit higher, of course, but we, we are always striving towards showing the return on investment. So depending on the size, we adjust the uh, pricing based on the number of members, but it's usually, we never get a pushback on the pricing because it's the value that proves itself within the first month. Right, a credit union ought to see in that first month if they're gonna get value from this and if they can afford what your fee is. And that should be pretty well resolved because this is real transactional. You're not telling me I'm gonna feel good because I have this. You're telling me I'm gonna make money because I have this, which will make me feel good. Exactly, the share of wallet is the top of uh, everybody's mind. Frequency of usage and upsell and cross-sell is important as well. I mean, throughout these COVID times, it's even harder to get acquire new customers. So you have to make the most from your current customers. This allows you to learn about your customers and engage them better. So it's uh, a lot of the KPIs that are top of uh, the credit card and marketing department's mind is affected in a positive way, in a measurable way, within this first month that we can do the pilot. On most business, it's always easier to get more money from a current customer than it is to get a new customer, which is essentially what you're in the business of doing. So I assume you will work with credit unions that are not FIS customers. Absolutely. We, we don't have any restrictions to only serve FIS customers. So our technology works independently as well. So if they are working with another vendor, which we might be already integrated with, then they don't have to do anything. And if they're working with a boutique uh, mobile app provider, uh, it's, it only takes a day to integrate with the mobile app that they can be up and running. Oh, that's, that's good. Because that, that has been an obstacle for many, many technology plugins that credit unions just find them really hard to plug into their mobile app. In part because the manufacturers of the mobile apps often not made it that easy to do. Yeah. They kind of have locks you have to take off. But what we are comfortable with is nobody else has this kind of a technology that is scalable, that is both accurate at the store level and doesn't require any hardware like the old beacon. Right, right. So we haven't seen any mobile app vendor that is saying, oh, we want to do it ourselves or our customers don't need it. We, we, we never hear any of those. And this is the best way of 
for them to provide an end-to-end uh, differentiated service to their own customers. If you think about it, they want to make more money from their current customers, which are their credit unions. So this is a good segue to the partnership, uh, why that works as well. We are making something unique that adds value to the end user, which is the credit union, as well as the partners we work with, which is the mobile app partners. Well, it also makes the credit union account a little stickier for that consumer if they find that by using this credit card, I'm actually saving money. That's, that's a cool thing. Exactly. We are in this philosophy that Facebook's and Google's and Amazon's of the world um, are charging for each acquisition or each transaction. Whereas what we are saying is they're your customers. They downloaded your mobile app. They trust you uh, with their money anyway. So you can uh, understand the interactions and their needs better. You don't have to pay each time that they're visiting the store through us. It's your customer understanding and serving them better is, uh, should be your right. And we provide that first party data generation engine for the financial institutions. So if a credit union wants to sign up for a trial, how do, how do they proceed with that? How do they get in touch with you? So they can uh, just visit our website and email me, uh, batu, at moliq.com. And we have a great set of teams set up for understanding your size and needs and what other complementary things we might help you with. And it's, it's a very uh, streamlined process in terms of having the first meeting to understand your priorities, providing you with some examples of what worked if it's the loan product we want to improve, these are the things that worked. Uh, and then we do the planning and then we roll out with just integration with the mobile app in a day. Before we go, think hard about how you can help support this podcast so we can do more interviews with more thoughtful leaders in the credit union world. What we're trying to figure out here in these podcasts is what's next for credit unions. What can they do to really, really, really make a difference in the financial scene? Can't all be mega banks, can it? It's my hope it won't all be mega banks. It'll always be a place for credit unions. That's what we're discussing here. So figure out how you can help. Get in touch with me. This is rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Robert McGarvey again. That's rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Get in touch. We'll figure out a way that you can help. We need your support. We want your support. We thank you for your support. This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast.